Hello beautiful people, it's Mars here again and you're listening to my podcast. Today it's it's a beautiful day to be honest here in Italy. Um, the birds are singing, it's warm and yeah everything is alright. Um, I passed my uh, sustainability exam yesterday, I actually aced it. And to be honest, I think not many people, like we as a society had a false uh, perception of what is actually sustainable. And I wanted to just talk for a, for a short bit about it here and then read some poetry. So I think that's going to be uh, today's episode. And I'm sorry if I come off as boring Uh, but this stuff is really important and at least the knowledge of what we are doing and not actually just like yeah you you understand <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying but you'll understand um, so yeah I'll try to be as quick and as clear as possible but to just like start breaching breaching yeah to start talking about the topic we have to define sustainability and i don't know uh, about you but when at first my professor asked me what i define like what was my definition of sustainability i didn't know what to reply and that's and i, I think i was environmentally conscious and tried my best and whatever but the simple question what's sustainability left me completely speechless i had no idea what to say uh and i think that's that's the case for a lot of people in today's society we are bombarded by information and definitions and words that sometimes have no actual clear meaning to us and sometimes uh, definitions are really important so and this is the like now I've learned some stuff about the topic and I am I can give at least three or four definitions of sustainability and they're all different from each other and that's the case with most Um, environmental um, definitions because a lot of scientists uh, talk about them and and every scientist um, thinks about thinks something different so science is not universal and that's also something that I've learned quite recently I had always believed that science was like the truth But science is not the truth and there are so many, like there's such a big margin uh, for error in any scientific study. So yeah, um, the definition I prefer of sustainability is that sustainability is a way for our socio-economic system to escape thermodynamic equilibrium 
or like balance, I don't know how to translate it. Uh, what that means is that sustainability is just our way to think that we can actually uh, maintain the, the structure of our socio socioeconomic system and keep growing. Basically, uh, every system in the universe, I think, can be interpreted as a metabolic system and we are just really trying to maintain our metabolic identity and trying to still grow. And the issue, the underlying issue, is that we cannot do both of these things at the same time. Like, there's no way... Um, like, we could, in a, in a utopic universe, but we cannot, in this one, and we cannot maintain uh, our identity as a society and strive for economic growth. That's just something we cannot reach because we don't live alone on this planet. We live um, mixed with everything else in this planet. Uh, nature limits us and we could still be growing and maintaining our um, socioeconomic system if nature didn't put limits on us, but it does. And sometimes, I think soon, they're gonna catch up to us. So, yeah, that's basically my definition, like my preferred definition of sustainability. And so my, <laughs> my issue with basically anything right now is that uh, market, uh, it's, it's become a marketing strategy to say that something is sustainable like i was scrolling on instagram i think yesterday or two days ago and there's this um brand this bikini line um like this brand is making a bikini line and they're claiming their product is sustainable because they are using recycled plastic to make a bikini and that's fine like that's good uh, you know, recycling is nice, but that's not sustainable. Because when you, when you analyze a product, you cannot um, just see the product and, you know, you think that this bikini is made of recycled plastic, so that's good. And that's it. No, because there's so much more to the productive system and there's so much more to the object than just the object itself. I'm gonna... <laughs> I'm gonna try to make myself clear. Basically, okay, there's this bikini uh, that's made of recycled plastic. Great. Where does the recycled plastic come from? That's one question we should ask ourselves. Um, another question we could ask ourselves uh, would be what like, how much energy and how much water uh, does it need, do we need to transform the plastic into a bikini? And that's another issue. Uh, another issue would be, um, 
where does the energy that we are using to transform the plastic in the bikini come from? Like, is it, is it a, re uh, a renewable? Is it from a renewable source? Is it not from a renewable source? Source? Are we putting more CO two in in the atmosphere? Is is it not actually worth it? You know, recycling because maybe we are using too much energy to transform the bikini. Uh, another question would be: after uh, the bikini has been used, like maybe for many years. So this bikini has been used for ten years by someone, and that's a long time. Um, is it? Isn't it just gonna be thrown away like a normal bikini? Like, what are we gonna make of it? Is there any way we can recycle recycled plastic? Because uh, matter tends to lose its its essence over time. So, like, plastic is has some properties, and then if we recycle, if we recycle it, then it loses some of these properties. And how many times can we actually recycle recycle plastic? So another question could be. How are we gonna put this bikini out into the world? Like, uh, what means of trans transportations are we gonna use uh, to spread, like, to, s to ship it to people's houses? Uh, where does the fuel from for these transportation vehicles come from? Um, and also, are we actually, like, do we need another bikini? Like, don't people enough bikinis if if I'm get, if I'm making a sustainable like I'm labeling this bikini as sustainable people will think that they need it because they'll be like oh, okay so it's I'm good because I'm buying a sustainable bikini but she, the thing is you're still buying a bikini and that's gonna be thrown away eventually like there's no way even it's not yeah, you cannot make it disappear. So you're just creating more demand for something that's actually not that important. Like, we all have bikinis at home. <laughs> so, yeah, that's basically my issue <laughs> right now with sustainable products. Because nothing is actually sustainable. Not in the society we live in. And... I I don't care about bikinis. Like we can buy like consumism consumism. Yeah, that's that's the word, right? Like we live in a capitalistic society. We are always 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 encouraged to buy more things, to own more things. Uh so that's fine. Like we are just victims in our society and there's like there's something wrong with that but we cannot change it right now like even if i stopped uh, buying bikinis there's still 7 billion people buying bikinis so doesn't really matter the the thing is don't label something as sustainable when it's not like that's just fault advertisement that's just putting um 
fake ideas in people's minds because you're not really supplying like you're not saving the world with a bikini and that's that's it you're still producing something that's not really um like we can all just skip on buying a bikini sometime and we are all gonna survive so it's not a primary uh, necessity and if you're gonna con people into thinking that your product is actually good for the environment that's just lying so yeah we i don't like i'm not commenting on like of course people need to get money and they need to uh, find a way to make money and live like we all need money to live but don't do it conning people like just stop lying just sell a bikini maybe uh, make it cute and people are gonna buy it anyway but don't say that shit's sustainable because it's not so yeah this was just like me uh, ranting about <laughs> about I don't know I don't even know about maybe sustainability of or just the society we live in or just uh, marketing strategies that are just not ethical and they are not they shouldn't be used and I hope I didn't bore anyone to death please get in contact with my lawyer if I bored you to death because I will make sure to I don't know pay um, for the damages <laughs> I'm sorry I really am I'm just incredibly mad about it uh, and about all this situation because I think and I'm I'm not all knowledgeable I have a lot of stuff to understand and a lot of information is still missing from my brain but I think once you actually realize what's going on behind the appearance of the world and how our society works you cannot help but be mad about it because <laughs> and no okay I- I'm gonna stop right now because then I'm gonna be going on another wild tangent I'm sorry I really am if you got to this point in this episode and you didn't understand absolutely anything that's probably my fault so I apologize and I'm gonna be reading a short poem in the next bit and yeah Okay, so this is a poem by Richard Sagan. It's from his book Crush and it's called Strauss Straw Dog. One, I watched TV, I had a coke at the bar, I had four dreams in a row where you were burned, about to burn or still on fire. I watched TV, I had a coke at the bar, I had four cokes, four dreams in a row. Here you are in the straw house, feeding the straw dog. Here you are in the wrong house feeding the wrong dog. I had a coke with eyes, I had four dreams on TV. You have a cold, cold smile. You were burned, about to burn, you're still on fire. Here you are in the straw house, 
feeding eyes to the dog, and you wanted an adventure, so I said, have an adventure. The straw about to burn, the straw on fire. Here you are on the TV saying, watch me, just watch me. Two, four dreams in a row, four dreams in a row, four dreams in a row, fall down right there. I wanted to fall down right there, but I knew you wouldn't catch me because you're dead. I swallowed crushed eyes, pretending it was glass and you're dead. Ashes to ashes. You wanted to be cremated, so we cremated you. And you went on an adventure, so I ran. And I knew you wouldn't catch me. You are a fever I am learning to live with. And everything is happening at the wrong end of a very long tunnel. 3. I woke up in the morning and I didn't want anything. Didn't do anything. Couldn't do it anyway. Just lay there, listening to the blood rush through me, and it never made any sense, anything. And I can't eat, can't sleep, can't sit still, or fix things. And I wake up, and I wake up, and you're still dead, you're under the table, you're still feeding the damn dog, you're cutting the room in half, whatever, feed him whatever, burn the straws down. 4. I don't really blame you for being dead, but you can't have your sweater back. So I said, now that we have our dead, what are we going to do with them? There's a black dog and there's a white dog. Depends on which you feed. Depends on which damn dog you live with. Five. Here we are in the wrong tunnel, burn or burn. But it's cold, I have clothes all over my body and it's raining. It wasn't supposed to. And there's snow on the TV, a landscape full of snow, falling from the fire-colored sky. But thanks for calling it the blue sky. You can sleep now, you said. You can sleep now, you said that. I had a dream where you said that. Thanks for saying that, you weren't supposed to. I actually love this poem. Because, I don't know, it strikes a chord deep inside my heart. And I think it deals with loss in a beautiful way. I think it just portrays the feelings you have when you lose someone and that could be death, um, like in this case, or it could be just a really um, a really bad breakup of just someone going like getting out of your life for whatever reason and you get that feeling like you don't know what to do and you try to just stick to the words you you said uh, to the words that have been said to you to some memories and weird dreams and you cannot make sense of what's happening to you but it's happening and you cannot do anything but just try to sit through it and i don't know i just really like it and i really like the line about having this weather back uh, I think that's because I tend to do that and I haven't suffered through uh, any really traumatic loss but I tend to steal like not steal but I tend to just take things from people in my life like, I have a sweater and a t-shirt from my 
first relationship, which is always the abusive relationship I was in. And I have this sweater, and I still wear the sweater sometimes. And it, has, it still has this scent of my, of my ex on it. But it doesn't matter, because when I wear that sweater, it feels like I'm taking... Like, I'm stealing something from him. And, like, he stole... And he, he did st- steal something from me. Like, for, th- for the longest time after we broke up, um, I, had, I felt incomplete and I'm still dealing with some of this stuff. <laughs> uh, that I... I think I just got from the relationship. I still have coping mechanisms that are not good. And yeah, it's just a lot of dealing and coping with stuff that happens to you. And when I wear the sweater or the t-shirt, which is a beautiful t-shirt actually, it's from Adidas and it's purple and it's a really nice color. But anyway, when I wear his old clothes, I feel like I can have part of me, like the me I lost during the relationship back. Or I feel like I'm stealing something back from him so that we're even. So yeah, I don't know. I And I tend to just like take little reminds, reminders of the people I am like not not all my relationships are this traumatic, but objects hold a significance to me, and yeah, I just keep them. So I don't know these weather line just really stuck with me. Um, from the first time I ever read the poem, and then like because I wanted to feel. Uh, the closeness to that line again I just got stuck with the poem like I kept reading and reading it and now I really love it so it was an acquired taste but I love the repetitions and I love this weather line and I love the the fire (laughs) and that's it so these are my thoughts on this poem and these were my thoughts for today just like about sustainability and about love poems because i have range i guess so i really hope you enjoyed this episode and that i didn't bore you too much and if you're still here listening then thank you so 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 much um at this point i only have like two active listeners uh, but it's nice to know that my rantings are heard from just like random people in the world. That's that's really nice. I don't know why. Uh, maybe it's for the validation of it. But anyway, uh, I'm I'm not gonna get <laughs> too into it. Um, I hope you're having an amazing day or night or whatever time. Uh, it is when you're listening to this and please drink some water uh, stay safe um, and just yeah that's it Um, you'll hear my voice next time I'm here which I don't know 
when that's gonna be because I'm in exam season. But yeah, bye.